Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Happy Thursday, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries podcast, the podcast that brings you the Bible consistently every weekday and helps you understand the relatability of the Bible today. So friends, we are going to be moving into Luke, my favorite gospel. I love Luke. I love the way Luke writes. I think Luke is fantastic. I enjoy the book of Acts, which Luke also wrote. And I think Luke is just a really cool person. So a little bit of facts about Luke and about the book of Luke before we begin. So Luke was a writer, obviously. He was also a doctor. We know that because Paul calls him the good doctor, basically, in one of the um, books that Paul writes later on. Luke assisted Paul in a lot of uh, journeys. Luke was with Paul in the book of Acts. And I think Luke was even with Paul in prison once or twice. So Luke followed Paul around, kind of helped Paul, but also was a doctor and a fantastic writer. He was very knowledgeable. He was interested in the sciences. We know this because of how meticulous his writing was for um, somebody from the first century. He was very educated and very smart. And you can even tell looking at Luke's writing nowadays that he wrote differently than the other people who wrote the Gospels. Luke was just a very good writer and very detailed and very almost scientific with his writing. So the other thing we know possibly about Luke is that he was a Gentile. And the reason that is speculated on is because when Paul mentions all the people that are circumcised in his like group of people that are with him, he does not mention Luke. So it's likely that Luke was actually a Gentile who wrote this third gospel and the book of Acts. So Luke was probably a Gentile doctor. And, uh, you know, Gentiles back in these days didn't have the same rights as Jewish people in the Jewish mind. So this was a huge opportunity that Luke had to write one of the Gospels. And I just think that is super cool because I'm a Gentile, I am not a Jew, and I really enjoy the fact that that God gave this wonderful gift to this Gentile writer. So that is the a couple things we know about Luke. We know that he was a doctor. We know that he was a scientist in a way, and he was um, very knowledgeable and gifted at writing. And we also probably know that he was not Jewish, though some people speculate that he was just a very lax Jew because he had grown up in Greek areas and had not gone through the circumcision process. But to me, it does sound more like he was probably a Gentile, and that's not me just wanting to believe that, I guess. (laughs) I know that most Jews back in those days probably would have gone through the circumcision thing. I don't feel like that was something that Jews were super lax on and still aren't 
lacks on. So that's something that I just, I, I personally believe that Luke was in fact a Gentile man and not a Jewish man. So on top of that, he's also writing these books to this man named uh, Theophilus. And he calls him Most Excellent Theophilus. So there's so many ideas of who Theophilus was. We don't know. But it's possible that Luke was writing this to his lawyer while he was in prison. Because we know that uh, he was in prison. And he was writing this to his lawyer to almost defend Christianity when he had to go on trial. And the fact that he calls him Most Excellent Theophilus shows that this is a person of stature. This was this could have been a Roman official even. This could have been a very wealthy man that supported Luke with his writings and wanted to know more about Christianity. This could have been anybody. We don't know, but he was somebody of stature, this Theophilus man. So that's really all we know about Luke. We don't have a lot of information about Luke, even though he did write, in fact, most of the New Testament, as odd as that is. He wrote a huge bunch of of the New Testament. And I personally believe, and I'm just going to throw this out there, and I think I've said this before, I think he wrote Hebrews too. And there is a an argument that he could have written the book of Hebrews, but most people think that Paul wrote Hebrews. But that's for another day. So let's go ahead and talk about Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 25. I'll be reading out the WEB version of the Bible. Since many have undertaken to set in order a narrative concerning those matters which have been fulfilled among us, even as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having traced the course of all these things accurately from the first, to write to you in order, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty concerning the things in which you were instructed." There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the priestly division of Abijah. He had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were well advanced in years. Now, while he executed the priest's office before God in order of his division, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to enter into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias, because your request has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of of the fathers to the children, Malachi 4, 6, and the obedient to the wisdom of the just, to prepare a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Behold, 
You will be silent and not be able to speak until the day that these things will happen, because you didn't believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. The people were waiting for Zacharias, and they marveled that he delayed in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. He continued making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his service were fulfilled, he departed to his house. After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, conceived, and she hid herself for five months, saying, Thus the Lord has done to me in the days in which he looked at me, to take away my reproach among men. So like I said before, you can definitely see that Luke writes differently. He just writes super cool, (laughs) in my opinion. I like his style of writing a lot. The W.E.B. is kind of weird, I think, with his writing style. They word some things kind of oddly, but depending on the version that you read, uh, I think Luke's writing is just super, super cool. So anyway, moving on, it says that uh, Luke was writing this to Theophilus, like we already described, and he was doing this for whatever reason. We're not exactly sure, but he was writing all this stuff. The first thing I want to point out is verse 1, which says, since many have undertaken to write these things. So in other words, Luke was like, well, there's a lot of other people who have written about Jesus, but I'm also going to write about Jesus. I doubt that Luke thought that his his book that he's writing here about Jesus was going to be published in the Bible. <laughs> he probably had no clue it was going to be this big of a thing. I mean, because so many other people were doing the same thing that Luke was. So that's something that kind of speaks to me a little bit. And maybe speaks to you guys. Like if you don't think that your stuff is worth it and that, you know, you're doing something for God, but you think, oh, so many people have done it better. So many more people out there have gotten their writings out or their music out or whatever else that you want to produce for God. It doesn't have to be writing or music, but that's just me. But no matter what, God can use anything. And even if there's somebody else, a million other people doing something, God can use your stuff. It doesn't matter. And Luke probably did not think that this book was going to be as big as it became. And yet here it is. We're reading it 2,000 years after it's been written. So I think that that is just so, so cool. And that speaks to me personally. Moving forward, he talks about this guy named Zacharias. Zacharias was a priest. He was a priest that um, was actually righteous. (laughs) (laughs) In the days that there were no righteous Pharisees or priests or anything like that, Zacharias was, in fact, a righteous priest. So we know that there were, in fact, priests out there that truly did love God and were righteous. It was just the high priests and many of the other Pharisees and the other priests were just so arrogant that they did not worship God the right way. But this man, Zacharias, and his wife, Elizabeth, did, in fact, worship God and they loved God. And they were praying to God because it says here that when the angel appeared to Zacharias, the angel says that Zacharias's prayer has been heard. And how many, I mean, this is the cool thing about this. Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth, were super old by this point, right? Which is very similar to the story of Abraham and Sarah when they were so old, but God gave them a child. Zacharias and his wife, Elizabeth, were also very old. 
And I mean, how long ago had Zacharias stopped praying for a child? He probably just, I mean, he did fully believe that it was impossible by this point because he didn't end up believing this angel that brought him this message. But the angel says to Zacharias that your prayer has been heard. So that's something that we can think about that even though we might not be praying for something right at this moment and we think that uh, it's been a lost cause, don't stop praying because God heard all those prayers in the past. And it says in the Bible to continue praying, to continue praying and God will hear you. In fact, there's a story in scripture that talks about a woman. Uh, it, it's a parable that Jesus gives a woman who pounded on the door of the judge saying, give me justice, give me justice. And the judge was an evil guy, but he was so annoyed by this old woman pounding on his door every single day that he ended up giving her the justice that she deserved. And Jesus says to the people through this parable, he's like, keep praying to God, just keep doing it. So yeah, I mean, God hears our prayers, even though we don't think that he does. So Zacharias, for whatever period of time, had to be the priest that went in and lit the incense every single day. And so Gabriel, as he's coming in, as Zacharias is coming in to light the incense, Gabriel is just standing there and Gabriel is an angel. He gives Zacharias the word that Zacharias was going to become a father with Elizabeth and that she was going to have a son named John, who is going to be John the Baptist. Zacharias does not believe the angel and he says this is not possible but the angel was like yeah we're gonna show you how this is possible so then he makes Zacharias become mute until the baby is born and I don't know if this was a sign for Zacharias out of like God's mercy to like show Zacharias that this was for real this was true but he makes Zacharias become mute so that uh, Zacharias couldn't talk anymore. And he had to like sign to all the people and stuff, which is kind of funny. But it could have also been that it was almost punishment for Zacharias just not believing in God's word that the angel brought to Zacharias that Zacharias was going to have a baby with Elizabeth. So once um, Zacharias was done lighting the incense and the angel goes away. He comes out to the people. He's mute because he didn't believe the, the words of the angel and he's signing to the people and stuff. And they're just like, what happened? What happened? Did you see a vision? And he's signing. And yeah. So, and, <laughs> and you know, this was back in the days before people could text or maybe even write, you know, I mean, maybe Zach, I'm sure Zacharias could write because he was a priest and he had to read and write. But this was before the days that people could just easily write stuff down. And yeah, so Zacharias had to like sign to the people what he wanted and stuff. So he finished out his week or his month or whatever it would have been for him to be the priest that lights the incense every day. And when he was done with that task, it says that he went home, he slept with his wife because <laughs> he probably hadn't seen her for a while. And Elizabeth became pregnant and when she became pregnant, it says that she hid herself away for five months. And she was probably old at this point. She was probably super confused about all this, especially when her hu husband comes home and it can't talk to her. <laughs> She's probably like, oh, this is the best thing that's happened. He can't talk anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm teasing about that one. But anyway... She's probably super confused and maybe Zacharias was somehow able to write it out to her that she was going to conceive. But to me, it kind of seems like she's super surprised that she gets pregnant because she hides herself away and she says, the Lord has given me this gift and I'm not, I'm no longer going to be 
like this barren woman who is reproached among men is what it says, which is an old fashioned way of saying looked down on by all the people because I was unable to have a kid because that's kind of what happened in those days. If a woman couldn't have a kid, she was looked down on as something inferior, as somebody inferior. Now, it doesn't sound to me like Zacharias uh, thought his wife was inferior because he remained with her and he she was the only wife that he had from the looks of it and uh, he stayed with her for all these years and didn't abandon her and still had relations with her so Zacharias did not believe that about his wife but I'm sure this was a huge insecurity for her knowing the culture at that time so anyway Elizabeth becomes pregnant and now that's kind of where the story ends uh, for now and we'll talk about the rest of this on Tuesday so join me then to talk about more of Luke and we'll see what happens next and you know if you want to vote for P40 Ministries for the Spark Fan Awards I put the link in the bio of this podcast episode you can click on it and vote for P40 Ministries for best solo podcast as always share the P40 Ministries podcast let people know that it exists Subscribe to it and write reviews. That's all things you can do to help the P40 Ministries podcast to grow and to be found by more people. Friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Happy listening and God bless.